<clears throat> Can you dig it? Welcome to IDP Nation's spinoff podcast, talking about college IDP and Debbie IDP prospects. We are your hosts, Dan Cook, Dara Winstead, and Eric Harrell. We are the IDP Debbie Brian. Can you dig it? And I think I butchered that. I think it's the Debbie IDP grind. That's where we get the yes. dig. That's where we get the dig from. Uh, so the the idea behind this podcast is uh, a lot of us, uh, well, not a lot of us, but a lot of our listeners weren't huge fans of the college interviews and college speak all the time. So we decided that we would kind of split the two shows and, uh, make a new one and talk more about college IDP and Devi college prospects and spend more time on that rather than just Daryl's Debbie diamond. And then, you know, come draft time, we're talking about these guys like they're brand new to people. So if you're listening to this, you know, these guys will be household names pretty much for you. And uh, since I am not the expert in college, I'm just here to, to hit record and hang out, I guess. Uh, we, we brought on a another college uh, IDP fanatic, Eric Haroff here. So, Eric, how are you? I'm good. How about you guys? Doing pretty good. Uh, so, so Eric is the guy that roped us into a college IDP league, which uh, Daryl <laughs> will tell you 5,000 times. This is the 5,000 first time that he won this year. Um, so, right. so yeah, yeah. we, we, we figured when we were going about this, we needed somebody that's a, a fanatic about this stuff, not just somebody that's, you know, that likes IDP and kind of pays attention to college. So that's the idea here. So, um, that's what we're going to kind of go with. Uh, we'll, we'll try to pick a different topic every week. You can let us know what topics you want to hear about. On this week's show, the inaugural show here, we're going to talk about a position that is big for IDP and big for college IDP as well, the linebacker position. And we're going to talk about the 2020 uh, linebackers to own in college IDP as well as names to keep on your radar for the Devi prospects if you have a Devi draft coming up. I know I have a few that will be right around draft time. For Debbie, so maybe I won't have to ask Daryl this year. I'll already know the answers to some <laughs> of this stuff. Um, but we do have some news and notes to go with. So, um, Daryl, why don't you kick off our news and notes for the Dig podcast here? All right. We're going to try to – I'll try to dig up some of the oh. the biggest uh, news and notes of the week uh, for us. So, uh, no pun intended there, but um, – the things that I think that will be most interesting uh, or most significant to the uh, Debbie world. So up first is uh, edge rusher Justice Reed. He's entered the transfer, uh, transfer portal as he wants to leave Youngstown State. Now, he's mentioned LSU, Virginia Tech, Florida State, Texas Tech as some landing spots 
But with Bo Pelini leaving Youngstown State, who was his head coach there, he went to LSU. So it's interesting that he's got LSU on the list. That He's really a pretty good pass rusher. I mean, um, did really well for them. So it'll be, you know, if he can get into a Division One school, it'll be interesting to see how he can uh, translate his game to that to that uh, level of play. But uh, LSU could be in the uh, front running for him. And then uh, number two, we've got Oregon. I know this is a little bit of old news. Once we get going, I'll keep this up to date each week. But Oregon flipped and signed defensive lineman Jason Jones, a four-star. Big old boy, 6'5", 322 as a freshman. That's that's pretty that's a big huge. Um, that's that's a monster. And uh, you put him with Justin Flo, who everybody knows, the linebacker that they signed this year, and then last year's stud defensive end, five-star Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I don't know about you, Eric, but I'm loving what Oregon is putting together defensively. That That's a good – three good – defensive guys that they'll just, they're just going to rehab on the, on the Pac-12. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't terrorize them, there's something wrong. I mean, you're you're hitting your interior, your end, and your linebacker. Uh, <laughs> they're going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of people. Yes, they are. Yeah, and uh, as a person that doesn't really follow college as much as maybe you guys do, it seems like this year the transfer portal seems to be like coming up more and more. Is it because they've changed the rules recently of, of transferring? Is that why we see so many students entering the transfer portal with hopes to play immediately? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if, I, I, you okay. people, if you're going to, you know, if they're changing rules and you don't want to sit, you know, sit behind somebody for two years, I think. You're going to get a chance to play right away. They're they're going to jump at that, even if it's a a lesser school. You know, they just want to play, get on the field. Yeah, and you look at you know Justin Fields being one of those guys last year that you know even even Joe Burrow Burrow was Joe the same Burrow one. yeah yeah. I so think I Eric think King it's... from Houston is another one. He's transferring from Houston to Miami. was it Miami? Yeah. yeah, it's just interesting because you, you oh, I missed that one. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting because it, I don't ever remember this being the case. Like it was like you're just stuck. Like you're 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 yeah, stuck. I'm, I think I'm they're giving you. the players. I don't players think I've heard it so much as we have this year either. So I, I guess they're they're maybe lessening the requirements because I mean it used to be like I don't know. It used to be like impossible to transfer like you're just stuck and now it seems like it's you know now it seems like it's a weekly thing like you hear somebody else is entering the transfer portal you hear somebody else is going um one of my guys that i have uh booby whitlow from auburn is entering the transfer portal and i'm like he was a starter for auburn like at top sec school and he's transferring i guess he was saw the writing on the wall that maybe he's not gonna be the guy i don't know but uh that's for another show. But I think it's a good thing for the players because you've got coaches moving and going different places. And once these players commit, you know, they're kind of locked in. So I think if coaches can move and, and do this, I think players should be able to, too. So I, I like it. Uh, if you're in the Debbie world, I just think you got to kind of um, 
pay a little closer attention. I mean, because the I think you're going to see more and more of this going forward. You know, just to step back to uh, Oregon, they also signed um, uh, what was his name? Noah Sewell, the tenth ranked mm. player, the inside linebacker. So, oh yeah, man, their that defense is next year. Man, they're here. Good. Recavic. It's good for my son. Oh, yeah, they're he's, gonna... he's a Ducks fan. <laughs> he, he liked the Oregon Ducks from the uh, NCAA football game when he could play with the mascots. <laughs> so he became a Ducks fan as, when he could play with Ducks on the field. That's his love affair with Oregon started then. So. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Oregon is going to be – the cupboard is full right now. I mean, you, you mentioned that guy, the inside linebacker. You got Justin Flo. You got the you got Kayvon Thibodeau, who was last year's big prize. And then for them to flip a guy from Alabama, I think that says a lot. One, Alabama stacked always, so maybe this kid's like, maybe I want more playing time somewhere. But he's a big recruit and a. He's a monster. 6'5", 322 for a freshman. That is freaking insanely huge. Yep. And Good boy. you put him with those linebackers and that defensive end, I think they're building something special, especially in a league where they don't play a lot of defense, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody's talking about them losing Troy Dye, but I don't know that they're going to miss a beat, really, with him being gone. Wow. It might have just opened up a door for Justin Flo to play right away. You know, right, right, um, and I think I think that's great, really. Any other uh, news and notes to share? There, I mean, no, I know... not this week. I mean, I just I just kind of wanted to get a few out there to kind of get us set where we're going and what we'll be looking at as far as news and notes. I think it's a little bit different from what me and you do on IDP Nation. So with yeah. the recruiting and all that stuff. So, uh, but just kind of giving the people an idea and being able for me and you and Eric to kind of bounce ideas off of and uh, see what's going on in the world of uh, college. Yeah. So we want to get this rolling out here. We don't quite have a different feed yet. I don't know if we're going to go with the different feed. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we, we don't have a logo yet. We don't have a lot of stuff yet, but we wanted to get this rolling <laughs> here uh, because we felt like it's something that was a missing piece in the, landscape uh so to speak of a idp specific uh college maybe not college but uh, devi focusing on fantasy football because um, i'm sure there's plenty of college podcasts out there um not that i really have checked them out but uh, we just wanted to kind of soft open <laughs> with this and uh you know gauge our, our our listening audience i know we have a few uh loyal listeners that would love to hear whatever uh, information we can pass along and uh, just getting Here, familiar with you, some buddy. of these names. Yeah. <laughs> just getting familiar with some of these names. You know, me not being a huge college football guy, like I work every Saturday pretty much, so I don't really get to watch every game, especially the early games. Um, but some of these guys I know, and, and Daryl always brings up these guys I never heard of. Um, and we also wanted to give a platform <laughs> for these college athletes to come on and speak with us and uh, speak with a little bit more, uh, maybe have a little bit more time, have a little bit more um, time devoted back to the regular NFL IDP 
because when we did have the interviews, those shows were kind of short on IDP Nation, so we wanted to kind of give the audience what they want. Um, and if you really love these shows, they will have a slightly different title, so you can find them a little bit easier. Um, and if it starts to take off, then we'll get its own feed and let you know where to find that. Um, but for now, it's in your IDP Nation RSS feed. You'll get it automatically. Uh, we'll let you know if there's any changes in that. Um, if you love it, give us five stars and uh, let us know that you love this and we'll continue to bring more of it. Uh, that's the plan going forward through the off season. You know, we, we have a lot of things planned as far as, you know, spring practices are always a, a hot topic in college. Those will be coming up in a, in a few months here. And um, we'll leave most of the draft talk to uh, IDP Nation. And uh, maybe we'll have Eric on to talk some some rookies since we're going to stick to college yes, here. Um, and speaking <laughs> of sticking to college here, our main event this week is the top five. The, each of these guys have top five linebackers to buy in 2020. Guys to get in your college IDP leagues as well as if you have a Debbie draft coming up and you can draft defense on Debbie. I have a couple of them. Um, who are you looking to target? Um, and I don't have a list cause I am not as knowledgeable as these two gentlemen. Uh, I'm just here to kind of listen and get information, take notes and, uh, let these two hash it out. So, uh, Daryl, we'll start with you here and, and this first guy. We're just going to do one at a time or. Yeah, we're going to bounce back and forth. So. Okay. So go with your one here. All right. So my first. Yeah, my first guy on my list, and you've probably heard him mentioned on IDP Nation, is Micah Parsons, the inside linebacker for Penn State. Um, you know, what he did as a freshman was amazing, led the team in tackles, and then he did not disappoint again last year. Um, really not, in my opinion, there's really not nothing he can't do. Um, you know, he can rush the passer. He can drop in coverage. I mean, he's a tackling machine. Um and I think, you know, if he comes out next year, I think he's probably going to be your LB1, in my opinion, for the draft. Now, I don't know if he'll come out or stay for his senior year, but right now he's definitely my uh, number one linebacker, especially in Davy Leagues. Yeah, it's interesting because Penn State used to be linebacker U, and then they have kind of fallen off right. the, the yep. radar. Uh, so, Eric, uh, who's your number one guy as well? I also got – uh, he he was just phenomenal as a freshman, and he like like Daryl said it did the same thing last year as a sophomore. One of those guys that can do it all, linebacker. You, you know, I just said he could be linebacker one. I mean, if he comes out next year or even the year after that, it could still be linebacker one. It just when will he come out? Yeah, right. And, uh, and Eric... I think that's a lot of a lot of the question is when will these guys come out? So. Mm-hmm. um I think the quicker we recognize and can get this info to you, it will help people like Dan and those that are in Davy drafts. They can kind of jump on it a little quicker. So hopefully this helps you. So Eric, while we got you, what's uh, who's your number two guy? Uh, I have Patrick Nelson from SMU. So last year he did. He had he had twelve and a half sacks. I guess he's more kind of an edge type guy. He had twelve and a half sacks last year. Um, guy just 
kind of plays the hybrid safety edge kind of all over the field, kind of like a, a Thomas Davis or a um, Derwin James type guy, but he really did 12 and a half sacks last year, like I said. So he, he, he has the stuff. Yeah. Uh, Daryl, how about you? At my number two, I have um, Dylan Moses of Alabama. Um, was If he didn't get hurt this season, he's probably coming out and probably a top – he probably pushes Isaiah Simmons for the top linebacker off the board. Uh, I think he's that good. Uh, unfortunately, he had an injury this year and it cost him all season. People thought he would come out anyway, and um, – he, you know, he didn't want to. I th- think it was, I get it, you know, coming back, you don't want to come back and risk getting hurt again and, and losing that money. But for him, I think he made the right decision, you know. You know, my stock's not going to be this high because I've been out all year. I want to come back, put together a great season for probably one of the top five programs in, in the country. Um, and he's, I mean, he's, if Parsons is not there, He's definitely the LB1, and I don't know that he's not 1B to Parsons 1A. As much as I love Parsons, Dylan Moses is just as good. A little bit different style of linebacker. I think he's a little more pro-ready right now because uh, he's, what, a year ahead of, of uh, Parsons. He's a, He'll be a senior when Parsons is a junior. But I think he's a little more pro-ready and probably offers a little more ass rush. Um, as far as tackling – he's very close to Parsons. I mean, they're both just tackling machines. They swallow up everything that comes towards them. So uh, it'll be interesting to say he wants to come back and uh, rehab that value. And right now I think he's, you know, if Parsons stays, Dylan Moses is probably your number one linebacker next year in next year's draft. Yeah. And I have him in a Debbie league and I think that's, you know, if he didn't get injured, I think he's coming out this year. But I think he decided to stay and try to yeah. up his stock a little bit. Um, Michael Parsons, just to kind of go back to him a little bit, um, had about the same amount of solos, but picked up a whole lot more assists this year. Also, 14 right. tackles for loss, five sacks this year. Has kind of stepped up his game completely here. And now he's entering his sophomore season. Um, and Patrick Nelson is is going into his fifth year of eligibility mm, I think that's what okay yeah so uh going back to uh well daryl that was your second guy dylan moses how about your third guy yeah and this is a guy you may have dan you may recognize the name and some of my followers definitely will recognize the name i'm going with um he'll be a junior this year, I'm going with Iowa State inside linebacker Mike Rose. Uh, did a did a piece on on those that trio up there, and I really like what Rose does. I mean, he's a um, 75 tackles as a freshman, 77 as a sophomore, um, 18 and a half career tackles for a loss, four sacks. Does really good in coverage. He's I mean, he's not a liability. He's not going to give you those big numbers, but man, he's he just seems to fly to the football and uh, uh, just really impressive. I mean, you can plug him 
anywhere in a three, four or a four, three on the inside. And he's going to be your guy. So yeah, I look for him to take a big step forward as a junior. And uh, again, this is another one. Does he come out in 2021 or does he stay for his senior senior season and becomes the 2022 candidate? We don't know, but he's definitely one you want on your daily teams right now. All right. And Eric, how do you have number three? I'm, I have Nate Landman from Colorado as my number three. Um, kind of one of those guys that's all over the field. Kind of reminds me of Luke Keekley actually, a little bit. Just got one of those mm. guys just all over the field. He can um, – last year I think he just had a little bit of a down year due to the, the change in, in there in Colorado with Bill Tucker coming in. But I think he's one of those guys that is – he's all over the field. Just so it reminds me of Luke Keekley get the ball, get interception, sacks. I think he only had like two sacks last year, but like I said, I think it was a down year due to uh, Mel Tucker coming in and new defense and all that type of stuff. So, Yeah, his tackle numbers were pretty decent as mm-hmm. far as uh, last year. Um, but maybe he, he probably spent more time on his line, side of the line of scrimmage than – it looked like he, he spent more time in the backfield in 2018. Um, had a lot more tackles for loss and sacks in that year. Yep. And he had 140, almost 100, 114 tackles last year. So look at that. Just all of one of those guys that's all over the field. And yeah. Make plays. And we'll see how that defense does in year two with Mel Tucker. But we'll go from there. All right. And Daryl, you're um, – well, actually, Eric, you're, you're number four guy here. Uh, sounds familiar. Yep, it, it's Dylan Moses. Uh, like like Daryl said, I, he he probably would have went out. He would probably have been in the draft this year if, if he wasn't hurt. But he he stayed. I decided to stay one more year and let's see what he can do with that Alabama defense. That they that defense was pretty good, but what could it have been with Moses there? You know. Yeah. You think if they had um, Moses and Tua, they would have uh, made a little bit of bigger push for the national championship probably this year no i think so i mean two had definitely hurt them but i think having moses there on basically the quarterback of that defense he's a game-changing player and um (laughs) to see what they did without those two was really impressive so yeah i mean if you plug those two in uh, I i think it's a whole different ball game i really do and Daryl, while we got you here, who's your number four guy? All right, I know people are going to get on me because they think this is a homer pick, but that's okay. That's what Daryl uh, does. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Tennessee's Henry Toa Toa, um, highly recruited linebacker out of California. Um, he stepped in as a freshman and started right away. Um, and he didn't disappoint. I mean, 72 tackles, five for a loss. Uh, didn't do a whole lot as far as a pass rusher, but that's not what they wanted him to do. Uh, did really well when he asked to drop in coverage. And I think it was really important for him to start off these 13 games for Tennessee right away because Tennessee's going to be hurt next year. They're losing Daniel Batuli, and they don't have a lot of experience coming up. So for Toa Toa to get this, I mean, 72 tackles as a freshman, that's probably one of the best seasons in Vols history for a freshman. 
Uh, next year, he's going to be leaned on heavily at the inside the linebacker. And Daryl disappeared. <laughs> his, his crappy internet strikes again. But anyway, uh, to finish up what he was saying, uh, he's only a freshman, and that's he was, pretty he, remarkable. Yeah, he he was a freshman this year. Will be a sophomore in 2020. So, you know, in Davy leagues, you're going, you're probably going to get at least two more years out of him, and that's huge. I mean, if that's if you're playing in these college leagues like Eric runs and that we're a part of, that's what you're looking for because he's going to soak up the tackles. Mm-hmm. And with Batuli and some of these guys out of the way, he's going to be the leader. So, yeah, I think 100 tackles is easily going to be attainable for him. Yeah, and again, you know, Devi is is a name that you know you keep an eye on linebacker i know is a position i like to target because you know it's pretty easy to i mean you want to say it's pretty easy but then you got guys like cameron smith and tj edwards that get tons and tons of tackles in college and don't necessarily transfer those skills to the next level right so you got to target the guys that are like five-star recruits that also do this and are athletic um right and can play all over the place and you just have to see what your scoring system's like. If you're if it's a tackle heavy league, then you got to look for those middle linebackers and that type of stuff. You know, if it's sack yeah. heavy, then you got to look for them outside linebackers and edge rushers. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. As always, the, the asterisk is always there mm-hmm. with the scoring. Um. So Eric, how about your uh, number five guy? I have Arizona linebacker Colin Schooler. Um. Mm. He. He's another one of those guys that's all over the field, uh, Luke Keekley type. Again, it's just it seems like he's all over the field. He uh, three straight years of over ninety-five tackles, so mm-hmm. all over. He had he's four picks in his career, um, so he's one of those guys that can do. He can drop back in coverage. He can get in the backfield, get the quarterback, or you know whatever. But he's one of those guys that. Like last year he had he had 120 tackles, and last year he had just under 100. So it's one of those all over the field type guys. I'm really surprised he didn't come out for the draft this year. I, I really am because I, I, I had him pegged down as a guy that would as a target that I want in some of my uh, rookie drafts coming up, and I was like, man, he's not declaring for the draft. And I was like, wait a minute, he's, this is really happening. He's going to stay for another year. So I, see, that really surprised me. You see a lot of that, though, sometimes with these these line, you know, these defensive players. They just they want to kick up, you know, stay back one more year and see what they can do. You know, I think It makes some- me wonder what kind of grade he got back from the NFL draft uh, commission or whoever these guys are that gives you your, your uh, projected draft grade. I, you know, I just – I'm kind of – I would love to see that. I think that's something everybody would love to see is these. Oh, yeah. You know, because we sit here and we're seeing Schooler and we're talking him up, but it, why is the, Why did he not go ahead and declare? Now, sometimes it may be because you want to finish your, your college education. I get that. Kudos to you, but uh, – and sometimes the the draft class itself dictates it. You know, if it's mm-hmm. a heavy draft class to mm-hmm. your position, then this, you might want to stay for another year. But I, that kind of surprised me. It really did. This, see, linebacker linebacker is not that deep this year either. I don't no. think. I mean, not, me either, not that, and that's 
Not like last year, anyway. Last year was right. Better. Yeah, that was kind of head scratching to me. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, maybe it works out for him. He is only six one too, so he's a little bit on the smaller side. But I mean, yes, it doesn't matter. If you got the if you got the brains and brawn to play, <laughs> right. anything matters. But he is a little bit smaller, but. Well, I mean, it, looking at his stats, his sophomore year was his best year. And oh, yeah. maybe he's yeah. thinking, I uh, had kind of a letdown year. You know, hard to say 98 combined tackles is a letdown, but he also had less sacks, less tackles for loss, you know, no interceptions. He did force some, he get some fumble recoveries, uh, but maybe he's thinking he can put a better foot forward. I'm thinking if you have a day, late day two, day three grade you almost say well if i'm gonna if i'm there now i might as well try to boost it up the high day two maybe early or late day one grade possibly yeah i think the arizona just had a downhill last year so i think that, you know that could be a thing he just wants to come back and prove himself yeah right and daryl how about your number five all right, my number five is we're going to head up north into Big Ten country. Again. From Iowa? <laughs> no, Dan, not from Iowa. <laughs> God, I can't. See, this is why I hate you. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we're going to go to the uh, Great Lakes states of Michigan, and I'm going to take Cameron McGrone. Um, was a sophomore this year, didn't play anything as a freshman. Um of course, they had Devin Bush and those guys. Um, but he stepped in this year as a starter and really put himself on on, on a watch list. Uh, 65 tackles, nine for a loss, two and a half sacks. Um, they needed him with the loss of Devin Bush. I know they had Josh Uche, but he's more of a outside linebacker pass rusher and they're going to lose him in this year's draft as many of you that watch the senior bowl you know that but uh so i i kind of see cameron as the same as henry toa toa for tennessee they don't have a whole lot around him at that position or behind him so they're going to lean on him and i think if you've watched big 10 those teams, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan State, you know, Penn State, Ohio State, all those teams, what do they like to do? They like to pound the rock, mm-hmm. despite how good they are with um, their quarterbacks and their receivers. Essentially, it all comes back to them running the football, and I think this is going to play right into McGrone's hands. Um, you know, he had 65 tackles last year. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get close to 100 this year because uh, I, I just, you know, they don't have a whole lot and they're going to lose some players like Uche. So I think they're kind of getting in a young transition and him, he'll be a junior this year. So it'll be very interesting to see how he does this season. Yeah. And I think, you know, these are good starts for people looking to get um, their their feet wet here with college with right. college IDP, um, definitely positions to take a look at because, you know, you, you've been hearing guys like Troy Dye for a couple of years now that right. are coming out. Um, you know, Chase Young obviously came, yeah. you know, came, and I think, came, you know with, with Bosa, you know, the year before. You know, you hear these guys coming out. You want to make sure you kind of know who they are before 
So especially if you're playing Devi, because if you're in Devi, then you know, you yeah, and I think make sure you with get these guys. Yeah, and I think with Devi, you know, we mentioned or Eric mentioned Colin Schooler, which I like, you know, and I some of these other guys like Dylan Moses, who are probably going to be gone, and that's kind of what we want to bring you, you know. But we also want to bring you these young guys like Toa Toa and Cameron McGrone. That way, if you're in these Devi leagues. You can snatch them early, and you can grow your your Devi teams. And I don't know about you guys, but this is why I like Debbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I can get in tune, and I know what's coming in my NFL leagues way before anybody else. I can kind of make my list, get my projections, and start building way earlier, you know, uh, for me, this is just this is where I want to be right here. This helps me on so many levels. So we're going to try to help everybody with these, and um, we'll we'll see what happens. Another another guy that, that I was thinking about putting on my list is uh, Georgia linebacker Nolan Smith. Oh yes, number one linebacker from last year, last year's class, and he didn't play much this year, but I think he's one of those guys that can really step up this year and see, you know, show what he could do for that, that defense down there. So, Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I wanted to put if I really did, but I was like, eh. So I think one of the things that, uh, you know, a lot of Devi analysts do on the offensive side of the ball is looking like vacated production and things like that. Um, and I think I sometimes find myself looking at these these huge schools that just keep pumping out. We mentioned uh, Penn State used to be known as linebacker U. Um, you know, Alabama linemen, <laughs> you know, Alabama linebackers, Alabama safeties, um, Ohio State edge rushers. You know, we, we look at Ohio State corners. You know, we, we look at these positions as being strengths of these teams for years, and they recruit them well, they, they train them well. Um, and, and they get them in good yeah. positions to be successful in college and in the pros. Um, so kind of taking a look at maybe who's gone and who can step into those shoes uh, seems to be a lot of the strategy for, you know, where these guys are. I mean, there's some other guys, you know, not the obvious names. You know, we have an, a guy from Iowa State, a guy from, well, of course, Tennessee um, mentioned. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Um, but if you thought that the, the ribbing of Daryl was going to stop just because I'm not talking as much, oh, then Jesus. you should really? know better. Yeah. Uh, and Daryl didn't change much either. He's got a guy from Tennessee on his, team, <laughs> on his list. And he does have the word Iowa written on the sheet. It's just Iowa State. So this like plans, <laughs> not the Hawkeyes. But um, <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean that's uh, we, we got about eight names here that Devi players and college IDPers can take a look at and you know pick for yourself, obviously. Um, but these guys all seem very productive, um, and should be productive again this year. Um, so is is college IDP Eric now like your favorite aspect of fantasy football? Do you like it more than the pro game? Um, yes and no. I mean, I, I like it because it's, <laughs> it, you have to dig a little bit deeper and to see, try to find these guys, you know, 
if it is a Debbie league, does it, will they translate from, from the NFL or from college to the NFL type thing? I, you know, that's, it's hard to tell obviously, but with some, with some guys, not all of them, but with some guys, but it is definitely, it's definitely fun. You know, I like them, those deep leagues and that type of stuff. So. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think you tried to talk us into a, a can- campus to Canton league. Is that? I did at one point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, think, I'm I so think, wanting to do that now. Yeah, yeah, I think I think my hashtag no new leagues is uh is it's just keeping me from from joining any other ones because I'm with you. I don't want any new leagues either. But this campus to Canton thing is really intriguing, and I definitely I think if I add one, that's what it's going to be. Uh, so, uh, Eric, if you find anybody that has one or you have one, let me know. I think that's going to be my ad right there because that, that's really intriguing to me. And it, it's fun to get new people involved in it because IDP itself is not something that's, you know, it's not as – it's it's growing. Definitely it's growing, but it's not big by any means. Yeah, it's not as mainstream as offense. <laughs> so, it, it has picked up since I started playing IDP. It's It's – come a long way it's just not yeah yeah it's still not probably not halfway to what it is what normal fantasy football is but you know just trying right. to, i think defense is a big side of it you know i'm one of those guys that you got to encompass it all i mean if you want to <laughs> mm-hmm. defense is a big part of the game you know so it's that's right i want to get and it. i want to say this while idp is not as mainstream as eric said but it is growing mm-hmm Everybody that I turn on to IDP, whether it's Debbie or just regular, even if it's just a generic IDP league where they start one defensive lineman, one linebacker, and one defensive back, not my favorite, but just getting those people turned on to that, I could probably count on one hand the owners or people that's come back to me and said, you know what, this sucks, or I don't like it. Everybody has just just really – that where, where have I been for so long? This is the new thing. So I think people love having that full control of a team, offense, defense, whatever. And I think that's what appeals to them. And, you know, it gives them something else to look. You know, you're sitting there on Sundays or Saturdays, whatever, and you're watching, you're like, well, they're on offense now. I don't have anybody playing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think it changes it now. They're like, okay, this guy was on fence. Offense. Now I've got this guy on defense, so I, I think it really changes it. Everybody I've talked to loves it. Um, like I said, probably count on one hand the few that don't, and it's not for everybody. I get it, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Overall, I think it's uh, great and it's growing. And it's changed. People, you know, some people don't like they don't like change like that. Right. You know, well, I, I like you know I want to stay with my own comfort zone. I want to stay with just normal offense. But you expand the defense. Right. whole new world opens because you look at a whole different yep. thing, a bunch of different things that, you know, yeah. like, okay, why would I care about that? Well, now I do. So. And now the Davy aspect, if you're like me, I mean, and there's a lot of people like us. You know, I started out offensive only years ago. I expanded to IDP, and I know I'm weird, but I watch college on Saturdays, and I'm like, oh, man, wonder what he's going to be at the next level. And I'm even watching – crazy enough i'm watching high school and i'm like you know what's he where's he going in college and where's he going to be uh five six years from now once he gets out of high uh, high school and college um it's become what was once a hobby has become now a 
passion and it's helped me so much with all my leagues it's i wouldn't trade it for anything it's sometimes it can be a lot of work i'll give you that and most and you know there's owners that say that's too much work for me i get it you know i understand that but uh, i think once you get hooked on it man it's it just keeps growing and i'm sure eric can attest because he runs some of these college leagues and stuff and i love the leagues that eric runs so and it's also fun to find them uh, let me say debbie diamonds you know to find those diamonds that are like Right, freshman in college now, and they're like, oh, you know, you know, he did great his freshman year. I'll keep an eye on him, and you hold him, and you know, <laughs> right. it turns out to be Chase Young or whatever it may be. You know, it's like, all right, you know, that it's just a sense of satisfaction. You know, right? Found you know, so yeah. And speaking to the to the niche, I guess that that IDP is, uh, it's a growing niche because you know I yeah. remember five or six years ago people you know, we're scoffing at Superflex being, you know, (laughs) there's, you don't have two quarterbacks on the field at the same time, you know? So, I mean, and and Superflex is almost now the norm. Like it's almost, if you're not in a Superflex league, then what are you doing? (laughs) What are you even doing? Like, why are you, why does this league exist? It seems like is, is the thing now. So, So, you know, obviously the existing leagues that are one QB, even some of those are changing. Like my home league is changing to a two QB league or a super flex league, not a two QB. But- and it just goes to show you the difference from year to year because I'm sure Dan can kind of attest to this. 20 years ago when I started playing fantasy and was just a young gun out of high school, you know, and I went to work and started playing a fantasy league. It was offensive only. Um, and I can remember you, you, internet wasn't a big thing. You were getting the USA Today and getting the stats out of it and writing it down. And now it's it's a full blown internet uh, sensation, and it's involved into you know these different formats. And you got these niches now, and now it's into college. It's just, it's it's just really crazy and amazing to see how this fantasy football thing has grown. And IDP is, I, I think it's just a matter of time till it catches up real quick. Yeah, and I, I've, I mean, we we've gotten new new listeners, new uh, people checking out the show, new followers right. on Twitter and things like that. Um, it's just interesting to kind of see the new interactions that people are saying. Hey, I'm going to try this this year. I'm going to dive in. You know, we also right. have people that last year we we had them try IDP and they just decided, you know what, it's it's not for me and. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, I guess what I would suggest is give it a year. Yeah. Try it out. You know, try I it mean, out we... and, and check it out and don't say no right away. Kind of give it a year if you don't like it. You know, we they could find new owners. Right. And <laughs> um, we've even had a couple of listeners in our listener league that, you know, they tried it for a year and for whatever reason, you know, it's too much or I don't understand or I don't like it. You know, that at least they tried it, and it wasn't for them. So, I mean, it does happen. It's not for everybody. But, uh, like I said, I mean, everybody I normally talk to and get feedback from, whether it's just a basic league or super in-depth like me and Dan and, and Eric play in, it's just um, I, I get nothing but rave reviews, and they're like, man, I, I can't get enough of this stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not for the, I guess, casual player. I'll say probably the casual not. player if you're playing one or two positions maybe but i think in college it's 
it, it may be a little easier to encompass everything because you, you have so many teams. Like, you can find players that are going to start. Yeah. You know, there's only, what, like 100, like Division One or whatever they call it nowadays, F, FBS, F, FCS, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, there's tons <laughs> of teams. So you can find a starting linebacker on, you know, every, on the 100 different teams. So I think availability is big, but. Um, so I, I think it was a pretty, uh, successful first show. Not too many, uh, mishaps. No, it's not too bad. I no, think no, we, uh, not too bad. Not too shabby. Yeah. We didn't step over each other too much, which yeah. we'll learn. And, uh, Daryl's course, crappy cra- internet only went out once. Internet as everybody knows. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, and if you're listening and you have, I think it, it's important for us to put this out here like this. If you're listening and this is the type of thing you like, hit one of us up. Yes. Uh, let us know what you're looking for. We're always wanting topics. We'll, I mean, we'll talk about anything as long as it's IDP, and even <clears throat> if it's not IDP, you know. Still so, yeah. you got questions or whatever, let us know. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, for now, like I said, it's going to be on the IDP Nation uh, RSS feed. We'll we'll see where it goes from here. Um, so Daryl is at DFF underscore Dwin. I'm at Seahawks Dan Eight. You can help the at IDP Nation uh, Twitter handle. We haven't really got a Twitter handle for this yet. And Eric, where can they find you on the Twitterverse here? I'm at e at ejh1528. So initials and 1528. That the year you're born. <laughs> the, the year your, um, your your beer your beard originated from oh, but my favorite number and my birthday that guy you know what i'm so glad eric's here it gives dan somebody else to berate besides me thanks eric i love this the, the, the beard's quite nice i'm not gonna lie yeah hey, I it ain't looks like it, could, it. it looks like it could have been around since 1528 so this know. is the this is I, the longest believe- i've had it this is the longest i've ever had it so it's yeah, I'm it's, digging it. I, I'll have to admit, at one point, I had a goatee that was probably seven, eight inches long. Trying to be easy time, and it was fully blonde, but uh, uh, kinda. <laughs> but it was about seven, eight inches long, and once it got past probably five inches, it went from blonde to like a red orange. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're starting to get a little bit of gray in there too, so it's like it's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah it's this, all right. This, Right. Like, this is the good thing that I can do is grow beards. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, for Daryl and Eric, this has been fun. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And we will talk to you, I don't know when, next week. We'll have to see when we have our next interview slash info available. Um, but we will... Uh, we're going to try to make this a weekly thing, I think. So, depending on our schedules. Yep. Work, obviously, right. happens every now and again. But, anyway, We're going to try to bring you some interviews. Uh, let's not forget that. We yeah. we were actually working on one tonight, and it just... With these kids and college kids and their schedules and their, their life going on, it's understandable. So, you know, some weeks we may do some interviews, some weeks we may not, but uh, we'll try to work those in as well, and... Uh, we'll come up with some ideas of some different stuff we can do for you guys too. Sounds good. I guess we can't take the Hawks on this 
<laughs> but what I can say is go Irish. But you could say I can say go Vols, baby. Yeah, what's that, Eric? You said you could say go Battle Hawks. That's true. Go Seattle Dragons. <laughs> they put up a fight. Yeah. I may have made a few dollars off of XFL <laughs> yesterday. Oh wow, nice. Good night now. <laughs>